Yo, what's up? What's going on? We're back. Episode 12 of the Long and Hard Podcast. Today's going to be interesting. Should be, should be. We'll, we'll, we'll let this unfold. We won't divulge too much. Uh, Josh, your background looks a little different for all our video viewers. Why, uh, where are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm back in uh, E-Town after a four-month hiatus over in the uh, Montreal, Quebec city. Yeah, so how's it feel to be back? Uh, it feels a little bit interesting. Uh, I actually get to drive again, which um, I actually didn't miss very much. So too many idiots on the road. Yeah, I, hey. uh, yeah, I kind of <laughs> forgot to drive how to drive myself. I was about to say, but, did you know. forget how to drive? I even <laughs> I didn't drive for like four days this weekend because I was out of town and got home, and I was like, "Holy hell, this feels weird." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, multiply that by like not a hundred. I'm trying to do quick math in my head. 30? Uh, 10? <laughs> 30, I guess. Yeah, 30. 30 oh, yeah. Days. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We'll go. call it that. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of, uh, you know, kind of an experience. I was like driving my mom to a meeting last night and I was like, you trust me to drive after all this time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The best is uh, I, I've known some people who have come back from like living in Australia or New Zealand or whatever for extended periods of time. And the, mm. guess what the first thing they do is when they get back on the road in North America? <laughs> Go on the wrong side of the street or what? Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky guess. Nice. nice. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. The city is um, in Montreal. The thing that you have to know about the city is it's actually very well planned out. It's also a very like it's on an island. So it's very constrained to the size that they have. Like they're not creating more land. So unlike Edmonton where they're building out in all directions, Mm -hmm. it's very confined and it's very much they're building up as instead of out. Right. So they're go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so like, cause I know it has, yeah, it's the Island and the, in the river or whatever, like do the suburbs kind of expand onto the far sides of it or is that different cities or how, how does that work? I don't remember. It's been a while since I've been there. Yeah. So, I mean, there is multiple cities around Montreal. They call the Montreal like metro area. I think it's about 4.1 million people, um, yeah. but including you have Laval, which is north and that's across the river. Um, but they get lumped into that. It's kind of like the Sherwood Park of Montreal. Oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, um, yeah, so I mean, you have like a big space there, but Montreal in and of itself is uh, it's an island. So the public transit there is quite, I mean, it's it's been around since the 60s and it's still pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. They keep expanding lines to the the metro subway and everything. But yeah, it's, it's very easy to get around the city. You hop on a train, you're somewhere in 20 minutes, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that would be something else. I mean, you're... You you can metro around okay in Edmonton if you live on the one north south line of the LRT <laughs> yeah. and within yeah. a few blocks of that, but that's about as good as it gets. So you're feeling pretty pretty cultured now that you're back here. Yeah, my French <laughs> more is cultured actually like, than the rest of us. Uh, I was gonna say my my French is definitely marginally a little bit better. Like mm-hmm. I could probably have a conversation now. Um, my accent is still trash, but <laughs> you didn't come back with the fake French accent. 
Yeah, was, you know, hey, let's, you have, let's, have, uh, <laughs> let's have some maple syrup and uh, go to the <laughs> hockey, hockey game. And uh, no, I, 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 it was funny. I was talking to my dad yesterday and he was like, your grammar's kind of fucked. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you, you've adopted a couple of mannerisms from there. And I'm just like, nah, man, I was up at 3 a.m. this morning to catch a flight. So <laughs> <laughs> you start saying the house blue instead of the blue house or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's talk about that for a second. The The expansion of the LRT in, in Edmonton is, I mean, that's a hot topic that keeps coming up. Um, what are your thoughts about it? Because that's something that I, like, living where I do, we would be almost directly on the West westbound. Lake. Yeah, the West Line. You, yeah, I guess you would because that Lewis Farms is close to you, right? So, yeah, well, I mean, obviously, uh, for me on the work level, without getting into it too much, uh <clears throat> like the brokerage I'm at our office had to relocate because, because of the LRT expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, basically the building we were in got annexed to the city because uh, of where they're putting it. Right. So uh, the, the, the tracks will basically be coming right over exactly where we <laughs> used to sit. Um, but the, the, I don't know, my kind of beef was with it was how they did it because they ended up electing to go Stony Plain road right? Yeah, Which geez. I personally think is really, really flawed. Um, it, it, it's a very narrow road as it is. And, you know, a lot of people have always said, speaking conversely to the point of Montreal is very well laid out. Edmonton's mm-hmm. actually quite poorly laid out. Uh, if you're a West Ender such as us and perhaps people who know us who might be listening, where uh, getting to downtown from the West End actually bottlenecks very poorly through 142nd and Stony Plain, right? Uh, yeah. If you go... Uh, White Mud, 87th, and or Stony Plain, which are the three major arteries, they all converge there to go downtown, right? Yeah. So you're now, and it's not like going to be Vancouver where it's a SkyTrain or something. My understanding is it's a ground level train there. I Similar could to be Toronto. Com- yeah, I could be completely wrong. I think on parts of the West Line, they're doing sort of like a, a T-shaped thing where there's like a bridge sort of in the middle, which will be cool. Mm-hmm. But point being, in the interim, it's going to put Stony Plain Road down to... Um, one lane either way is Ooh. my understanding Ooh. and that's going to be such a disaster to a point actually i have clients looking vaguely in that area of mm-hmm. the general kind of grosvenor uh bit bit more west of there uh that west central area let's call it and basically uh shit now i'm blanking on this other neighborhood so, but it's gonna <laughs> bug me but uh anyways that kind of general area and a big cru- crucial uh, criteria for them is actually to be north of Stony Plain Road, so they don't have to cross Stony Plain Road to go downtown. Because they know for the next ten years, uh, it, it's going to be a bit of a nightmare uh, around there. Yeah, it's right? going it, to be a shit show. I told my parents to sell the house before they actually get it all the way out to the West End because I think that eighty um, seventh is going to be. Oh man, I I don't even know what's going to happen there. Yeah, that that can be interesting to see. I mean, there is a bit of a I mean, did they build it with the plans for expansion? Because the west end of 87th, once you get going real west, has kind of large grass meridians. Like, are they using that in some way? I have no idea. Uh, I'd hope so, because if they take up the street, like, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it seems like the... To me, it feels like a lot of the decisions were made in a 
kind of dystopian future or looking towards like a dystopian future of Edmonton where yeah, yeah. everyone uses friendly public transit all the time every day. So they use the roads that are the most convenient. Well, it's kind when of like it's, the bike lanes when, too. When it's finished, right? When it's finished, yeah. 87th would be a great spot to have it for someone taking public transit and same with Stony Plain Road. But mm -hmm. uh, for because it's such a commuter city and yeah, I get trying to get away from that, but it's that seems stupid uh, in my <laughs> kind of two cents. I mean, they were looking to go 107th Ave for the longest time, which was a lot more logical when you just drive down and you're like, yeah, you could literally put an LRT here and not disturb anything, right? Yeah. Well, I think that, I don't know, it's like we're trying to be like Vancouver or like mm -hmm. Calgary even maybe, but at the end of the day, the percentage of people that take public transit in Edmonton hasn't changed in 15 years. As a percent of the population, I was watching the news the other day. Really? And, uh, I mean, the other day is probably four and a half months ago. But um, the population that takes public transit as compared to 15 years ago is still the same percentage. So really? Like that's, actually, that's really interesting, even considering like this, because to me, it feels as though more people take even the south ones at, as they are now, right? And. Mm -hmm bus but is it's getting like, marginally better and more routes and so on but it's like okay it's minus 40 out you're gonna take a bus and wait for a bus at a bus stop i mean if you don't have a car yeah but here's the thing is they should have been going underground yeah. with it for yeah. a long time and because then you have at least stations that are usable all around the year as opposed to oh, let's go hop on the LRT that's above ground for 90% of it, only goes underground by the U of A area. Actually, that's an interesting question to think about is how much how much is public transit used in cities with less nice climates, right? Because, uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of stuck comparing to effectively coastal cities like Vancouver, technically Toronto in a way, uh, mm -hmm. or not Toronto, Montreal, uh, but <laughs> well, Toronto too, Toronto, Toronto too, like, right. Yeah. Where, where those ones will have by definition, nicer climates. So, um, yeah, that, you know, if, are there central American cities, uh, that's the central United States that have similar population sizes as Edmonton that effectively use study? public yeah. transit, right. That would be, there's a case study for you university kids. Well, that's the thing too, is that it's so, we keep annexing more land around the city. So in perspective, you're just like increasing more travel space that you're essentially going to need a car for. That's not going to be covered by public transit for the next decade or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, I, I don't think people want to take public transit where you have to drive to a station get and then, then get, on, the get on yeah because that's not what happens in montreal for example you walk to a metro station there's no there's no parking a car you don't want to park a car downtown in montreal it's fucking insane like the only cars you see parked on the street are rolls royces and stuff because that's the people that can actually afford the parking <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you, yeah. you don't see you don't see people doing that right so uh, the whole logic behind it is a little bit flawed, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it, it is. And it, in theory, people will use it more. And I understand the uh, environmental positives and stuff. And it would be nice to have when it's done, like if you're a West End person looking to go out on the town, like to be able mm -hmm. to LRT downtown and back, 
right? I mean, I, how late does LRT even run? I, I don't know that. I, I was, that's a question. I was actually discussing this with someone the other day because we were in Vancouver recently, and I believe their train runs like fairly late into the evening. Maybe you don't want to be there <laughs> at night, but uh, it's the same as Montreal. Know. Montreal goes till one a.m. Yeah. Okay. And then next train's at five a.m. I think. <sighs> so stuff you have to learn when you're living in a city that you might hmm. actually be out. So what do you? So, yeah. I Sorry, was what say, you, say? you have to learn the hard way. The times between those, or we almost got on the last train one night. Said, other than that, no. Oh, okay, you didn't have to be. Oh man, looks like I'm sleeping on a park bench until the next train. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple yeah. of stations that are seriously like homeless shelters, pretty much because it's oh. it's warm in the winter, right? So, right, there you go because it does get cold there. Actually, I know. Uh, I remember taking New York uh, Transit, and they don't have any public washrooms in any of their transit centers or whatever, okay. just because yep. there's a large homeless population. So, uh, it's to kind of keep people moving through there, not setting up and staying too much, too much. Yeah. Yeah. The same thing as Montreal. You don't have any of that. So actually yeah, interesting on, on that note on public transit, do they have Uber on, uh, in Montreal? Yeah. It's very big there. Like, Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Did Vancouver ever actually like get it figured out or nope. Someone who I was, so the trip I was on was like a large group of people and someone mentioned something about taking an Uber and I'm like, there what? isn't one. like, yeah, there isn't. So unless it's like a very, very limited and they have to jump, do like a thousand hoops, but effectively there is no Uber. You have to take cabs everywhere, which is the biggest pain in the ass. I mean, we were in downtown, so it's easy to, you just stand on the right curb and put your hand up and you're fine. But yeah. it, it's annoying because it's not a, there's not the trust and knowledge that comes with Uber, right? Yeah. Where you see the person's face, you see their rating. Uh, there's also personalization to that too, right? Because then they care about doing a good job versus cabs just want to take your money. Like you never have a, a review system. Yeah. Review systems. Are yeah. Really good. Oh, for sure. It's so it's social proof. Right. And, uh, it's always just a huge pain in the ass. So that's one thing I don't like about there is they only have like yellow cab and it's the biggest pain in the ass. That's BC wide too, though. Like when we were in Kelowna last year, you had to take, uh, their taxi oh, cab really? or, um, they have a, a company in Kelowna shout out to uh, current taxi pay me money. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, it's pay all Tesla's though. Which, yeah. It's all Tesla's, which is actually really cool. So you get oh, into, really? um, you get a Tesla model S showing up at your door to take you to, wherever in Kelowna and yeah. um no, I mean it's electric cars so no it's pretty cool yeah. I mean it's very uh, it's a good thing for British Columbia like they would fucking love would all, love that, that. but yeah. uh you know it's funny I actually saw a couple Teslas at charging stations walking around Vancouver and it's kind of to me because we live in a landlocked city it's still kind of a novelty when you see it hey so yeah Sorry, I'm just I'll, just, down just, one I'll just wait for you to come back Oh, I my encourage. desk stopped. What? <laughs> I'm just using a standing desk. So it just like goes down to wherever I tell it to. But yeah, I'm sitting. My legs are tired, man. My legs are tired. They start twitching on you there. Or... <laughs> Train legs. Oh, here we go. Before yeah. I left. We should figure out the timestamp of this moment in the video. Because was, I was talking the whole time. So people probably didn't see it. But that was hilarious to just. I need you to picture at home, Josh. Disappear below the desk. And then the camera slowly comes down his face 
back <laughs> in the frame. It's like, okay, so anyways, uh, Uber real estate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, if you don't have a standing desk at home, I would highly recommend it. It's good for your health. Yeah. It makes you uh, get off your ass, so. Yeah, there you go. Uh, one more final note is, uh, you know, in Edmonton, you could live that like downtown condoite lifestyle if you live and work downtown and public transit jumping in out of Ubers don't drive your car too much. But it's mm-hmm. just it will probably always be in a niche in our lifetime. Will it grow up with uh, millennials uh, seeking more convenience and stuff? I would say yes. By the way, also releasing a blog post on this on my uh, <laughs> personal real estate channel coming out soon. Keep an eye out for that. But uh, I do see that growing, but it's just always going to be a niche. We're detached, single family, uh, double car garage, larger vehicles in said garage like that. That's just Edmonton, right? Yeah. I mean, as much as Edmonton tries to be like this hip city, Edmonton is also like a place where people go to raise families, in my opinion, at least. Um, It's Hmm. not like a... It's not like a, like a coastal New York population where you're going to go make bank or whatever. Edmonton's like the place where you get transferred and then start a family type of thing. This is this is my opinion on after this four month trip. That's my opinion on Edmonton now. That's actually really well said, and I would I could see your point. And I don't think you're saying that in a negative way, right? No, it's, absolutely. It just not. is what it is. But no, yeah, exactly. Because who's going to raise a like? Who's going to move to Toronto, live in an apartment with seven other people in a one bedroom apartment? <laughs> I mean, people do it, but like, oh, for sure, right? So, yeah. so it's not conducive to that. So that that's well said. So it it is definitely uh, a family friendly city. And uh, I mean, on on the grand scheme of things, home builders and stuff are sticking towards that. I mean, the urban sprawl maybe needs to change a little bit, but um, yeah, who, who knows? And then we also, I mean, not to make things political, but currently we have and have had a, a mayor who's more like downtown condoite focused and into mm-hmm. like trendy environmental things. And in theory, we could get like an older person uh, elected in next time around who kiboshes all this shit and it's kind of back to normal, right? So it's, I guess it's a healthy balance, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting to watch from afar. You you see that there's like some, uh, just the other day I was looking at uh, Edmonton News. You know, I missed home and all that, but uh, <laughs> no, they're, they're, apparently yeah. they're Hashtag annexing gig. some, yeah, apparently they're annexing some uh, parking lots downtown to build a park. And the comments were actually oh, hilarious. I did read about that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the comments on it were actually really funny because it was like, we have the river valley it's like this really big park through the entire middle of edmonton why are you doing this in the middle of downtown it was kind of interesting mm. to, to la- i was laughing at the comments but um that's funny there is really no green space downtown at all that's hilarious i mean to go back to what you said there kind of is though right like it's uh like edmonton river valley we're real estate agents. I, I know this stat. I don't know about you, but uh, it is the largest stretch of urban parkland in North America. Even bigger than Central Park in, in the U.S. Uh, in New York? I believe that's a technicality, but yes. Okay. Interesting. Uh, that would just be... in far, because of how far it spreads, right? Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But uh, so like, yeah, width, so not, but not, not length. Within like a city's boundaries versus within a downtown core, right? Does that make sense? That's what you tell all the girls. It's it's width, not length that matters, right? 
That's exactly it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's kind of interesting. I, I had no idea about that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, at least uh, that was what I read at one point in time. I could be making that up, so someone fact-checked me. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, uh, that's a good point where, yeah, it's like, all right, well, I mean, frankly, you're kind of just making... I don't know. The the issue with public parks in urban areas is they do become like when they're flat surfaces, people end up sleeping there, right? <laughs> like <laughs> if cities need to address homeless problems, for sure. I'm not going to take away from that, but you should maybe do that in a, in a better way. <laughs> right. So we should call this podcast Edmonton versus Montreal. Cause that seems to be what we're talking about, yeah. but every two blocks in Montreal, you have a, like a park which is oh, really? kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, I'm talking about like, even in downtown heart of downtown, you have these areas that are going to, are, are they, be are they similar to uh, like most suburbs? Uh, yours doesn't, yours is, isn't old enough, but in any post-war sub- suburb in Edmonton, uh, you generally have those little like triangular kind of parks, like in the middle of the neighborhood, just randomly They're about, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, w- would it be similar to that or larger? No, no, no. Like we're talking like it's per like perpendicular. Like you're going down the street and you're going down the other street and it's an entire lot. That would be something you would use for a, a building, but hmm. they're, they're zoned to be parks. Oh, okay. Every yeah. two blocks or so. Yeah. No, I know That's what you're right talking right. about. Like we actually have like an Island in front of my house. Oh yeah, is, you do. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, here's a neat history lesson for you. Uh, so supposedly the reason those exist is when they would build homes in those neighborhoods, they would put all the materials in one spot in the middle and then build the neighborhood from the outside in. Uh, ah, and it supposedly okay. was a very, I learned about this in school in accounting because it's supposedly a very efficient job costing system. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then when you're finished, uh, you have a nice little park in the middle at the end of it all. Right. But it's funny because sometimes, uh, I don't know if you ever remember this as a kid, or I even have a friend who backs onto one of these, but sometimes that park will be like in an alley. <laughs> so so it's like not really useful, but it, there's just like this random little green space in an alley. It's the funniest little thing to come upon. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, our park is actually like super usable. We, like, yeah. I, I call it a park, but it's, we call it, I don't even know what the hell they call it, but it's, uh, I mean, you the can triangle. play soccer on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not even, it's like, because yeah. we live in like a cul-de-sac, so you have the, um, it's uh, like a oval shape, big enough to play a soccer game on, if you're a kid, type of thing, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, I had no idea about that, that's really cool. I, uh, actually, just to uh, ask a relevant question for our show to a degree, how many realtors are there in Montreal? That's a good question. I want to say it's closer to, like... 8,000. Don't quote me on that. I should I'm actually talking to one of my friends. She, uh, she works for her brother who has a brokerage out there, but uh, oh, okay. I don't know if I'll get an answer during the show, but I'll send her an Instagram message here. Yeah. Oh, here we I, go. I think it's closer uh, to 8,000 though. It's actually closer to about 12,000, but Ooh, there's neat. no date on this article that I'm reading here. So, but that would make some degree of sense. Because generally any urban area um, will be larger. Actually, this is interesting because I was having this conversation with someone the other day where um, the amount of real estate agents in like Toronto is something like 50,000 or ridiculous like that. Yep. Um, and 
Vancouver's sure actually very overproportionally. Yeah, that that's actually uh, uh, where I was going with this is uh, as of 2017, it was 48,000 in uh, Montreal. So, or Montreal, Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that would be a lot say, of realtors. Yeah. I want to say Toronto is like 50 and Vancouver is like 35 or something. Now, uh, but yeah, what my point there is it's interesting because Montreal, Greater Montreal, has about four times the population of Edmonton and also about four times the number of real estate agents, which is uh, generally an indicator of you know, where, where the riches are or supposedly where they are fantasized at being right. Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, Toronto and Montreal and Vancouver, they have like 10, 12, 15 times the amount of real estate agents as like Edmonton or most other markets, but it's not proportionate to the the population. Like Vancouver's not 12 times larger than Edmonton. Right. So I think it's, so there's two, maybe not even because I mean, Edmonton greater area now is like 1.9 million people or something ridiculous. Is that are, are we getting like Sherwood Park and St. Albert? In yeah, there, that's like that's like every surrounding area, Fort Saskatchewan, blah 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 blah. I think it's about one point nine now. I could be wrong, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this is uh, sadly our producer uh, Adam has gone to find greener pastures in Ottawa, Ottawa. So yeah. no, uh, we have to frantically Google crap ourselves now. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think that would be an interesting and then yeah, like New York for example is like 300,000 or something just ridiculous. So mm. maybe if you're looking at switching markets or expanding markets if you're like multi-market team or you want to franchise or whatever, that could be something to think about because the amount of agents to uh realtors probably indicates how hard it is. So or you could be vice versa. Maybe you have a good business model to bring from Vancouver to Edmonton and want to move to Edmonton because you'd rather start a family, have a quieter pace of life. But uh, you can actually afford a house here. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> nice. One how how is the Vancouver? Like everything is kind of cooled off a little bit. So it has. I mean, the prices are still t- to me and, you know, the price of homes I usually deal with when I look at it, I'm still kind of blown away. But I do know the the wheels have fallen off the bus a lot there. Um mm-hmm supposedly they somewhat achieved the quote unquote soft landing that the federal government was trying to uh, accomplish with the stress test in terms of uh, like not make it be a true crash, like a slow but steady crash. Yeah. You know, like a crash where you realize your brakes are out, but you have enough time to like gear down and pull off to the side of the road and only go in the ditch yeah, I was gonna say and it's slowly start on fire, true. but have enough time to get out or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I believe you know from the stuff I see from like a very surface level point of view, uh, like prices are down. It's bit unit sales is where they're getting kind of killed, but uh, as a whole, it's still expensive. It will always be expensive, but uh, it, it's not quite as jumping as it once was, right? Yeah. There's something to consider too, is that if you're living in a coastal population, you better be like there for a job or something. Cause otherwise like you're getting dicked on the cost of living specifically with rent, but I mean everything too, because everything has to support that cost of living. 
Yeah. I mean, your coffee shop or like juicery or uh, whatever that's down the road, like it's going to be proportionate. It's economics 101 for you. Right. So, yeah. Like, I mean, even in Montreal, we were living in the plateau area, which is kind of like closer to McGill outside of downtown or whatever. But I mean, compared to a neighborhood in Edmonton. Uh, give me a second to think. Yeah. There's not really anything that does compare to it, I guess, because it's, it's not like U of A area. That's for sure. No. U of A area is like not even close. It would well, be I guess, something. Go ahead. I was going to say it's something outside of the U of A area, but like still within reason. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, because a lot of cities have like kind of mini downtowns, right? If you will. Yeah. And even when you get into like Vancouver and stuff, and like I'm not even talking about um, necessarily like because you know how there's like suburbs like you have richmond and north van and stuff like Mm -hmm. more so just like the different neighborhoods kind of will have like their own little markets and shops and kind of epicenters within right and oh yeah yeah same for montreal people are sort of trying to do that in edmonton like i know there's the richie market someone has that that's kind of a goal i guess for that area right me you white ave would be the closest we get to it in a way convert downtown like there are kind of okay. two different mini epicenter neighborhoods neighborhoods it would be word. like it would be like a white ave i guess then because mm-hmm. it's not downtown but it's one of those areas where you have like cool shops blah 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 blah. yeah so anyway we're living around there and cost of living was probably 15 percent less than it would be downtown and downtown was still reasonable compared to another big city yeah um Montreal for cost of living is probably one of the most reasonable cities in North America, actually, as opposed to like compared to maybe Vegas off strip is probably the closest cost of living comparable. If that makes sense. Yeah. But isn't Vegas off strip a little scary? I don't know. I've never been to either. So Vegas off strip is like suburb central. There's uh, there's oh, not okay. much else to do. Yeah. Yeah. So do people who live in Vegas go to the strip to go out or are there like local bars too? See, that's a good question. I don't think so. I think if you live in Vegas, you don't want to have the Vegas experience. At least yeah. I, I was there for five days last year and three days is enough in Vegas. Well, it's like, cause like Times Square in New York, like New Yorkers avoid that, like the plague, right? Like it's just tourist central. Sometimes yeah. you'll be like driving and you're like, oh shit, I'm in Times Square and want to go the other way. Right. So, yeah, it's kind of that. That's kind of my understanding of what Vegas would be is that on strip is your, that's where the tours go. I'm not going here type of mentality. Similar to like Old Port in Montreal, except Old Port is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we don't really have like a true old town sort of district or not at the moment. Uh, I mean, comparably, the cities are so different in age. Too. Yeah. Montreal is that's, like you have yeah, that's buildings that are part of it, right? Four hundred years old or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're kind of repurposing some of the like nineteen oh five buildings in Edmonton, but I don't know. Uh, we're a ways away from that being a thing. Yeah, it's so. um. You got the European influence there. You see like shit that oh, you definitely. would only see. Yeah. Oh, I remember the like cobblestone roadways in old Montreal or whatever. I don't know if that's the same as what you. Oh yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly what I'm talking okay. about. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember being there. Yeah. Um, so how did you, you're wanting to pick up move cities, try it out. How does one go about that? Josh, what's your step-by-step step guide? 
probably just do it. It's uh, it's kind of like if you're. Hey, wait a minute! In- that was one of our show our show titles. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's seriously though. It's kind of like if you want to explore something new, you just have to up and do it. Buy the plane ticket. Go one way. Don't go two ways. So you can, if you really like a place, you can stay longer. That's what I did. Bought a one way ticket. Experienced it um, to its pretty much its full extent. I mean, I, I'm kind of a minimalist when it comes to stuff that I have. Like I've over the years, I've kind of gone from somebody that has a lot of things to downsizing substantially. So the stuff that I brought, I even brought too much stuff, um, and I fit it really? into yeah, I fit it into a suitcase and a carry on. So, um, like extra clothes or just random? Yeah. Too much close, pretty much, really. Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, I, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, I have one friend who is like, <laughs> his apartment is hysterical because if you look in his closet and stuff, he has like 10 shirts, 10, you know, like 10 t-shirts, 10 like collared shirts, like, yeah. uh, it, but is like, and also just does laundry regularly. But <laughs> like, he, it, it's comical the way he has it so organized and it, looks like he's a, I'm like, are you a fucking serial killer? Like Jesus. <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just like to be a minimalist. I'm like, fuck, I, I wish I could do that. Yeah, there's something to be said for it. I mean, yeah. it, it makes your life pretty easy. So, um, well, even if you were, you know, I haven't done a lot of traveling abroad, but any travel I have done, I mean, end of the day, it's, do I have my phone? Do I have my wallet? Do I have my passport? If I'm international? Yes. Okay. You can make do without the rest. Right. Yeah, very true. And I mean, it's that's all you really need is is the essentials and then add a little bit on top of that and you're good to go. So, yeah, but I mean, for four months, I had maybe five pairs of five colored shirts, three pairs of pants. Um, I mean, enough underwear to, to uh, sustain me for two weeks because I hate doing laundry all the time. But that was kind of my like, oh, it's time to do laundry when you run out of boxers. So, yeah. <laughs> start flipping them the other way just no. go just go <laughs> commando 24 7 yeah no but really other than that it's just like where do you want to go um go experience it and that's pretty much what i did i found that i really enjoyed it there and some place that i probably would spend uh, a summer a year type of thing we went early in the year we went in like february and it right. was That'd be cool as shit. Yeah, you're not exactly well, escaping the the weather. No, they had just had that huge snowstorms too. So we get there and these cars are buried on the side of the street in because they had plowed and they just buried the cars. So some cars you couldn't even see the roof. Like they were seriously buried that much. And we're just like, what the fuck did we do? Um, <laughs> but no, like the the summer there is definitely where you want to be. Yeah, that's all good. Cool. Uh, you can maybe argue summer in any city would be. A good we time, had this so. discussion on our group <laughs> chat, and that's like saying there's no tiers of cities. Like, there's tiers of cities. There's A tier, there's B tier, there's C tier. Like, you got your blue chip, you got your pink sheet, you got your <laughs> OTC. <laughs> there's oh, there's sorry, definitely. Nasdaq. I, I mix, mi, mi, missed uh, Nasdaq. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you have your like triple a cities then you also have like your your b cities. it's just the the nature of the beast right like you can't tell me that summer in uh i'm trying to think of a city that is just like you can't say that high level iowa yeah 
<laughs> I was going to say high level Alberta is as good as Edmonton. And then you can't say that Edmonton is as good as like New York or something like yeah, that. It's just, exactly. there's definitely tiers of cities. Delaware. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm hey. in Delaware. Got <laughs> the Wayne's the, world reference. The Wayne's world reference. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie actually like a couple of months ago. I was like, this is gold. Good on you, Mike uh, Myers. That is a timeless one. I watched yeah. that actually. I watched that probably within the last year, year and a half. And I watched it with some friends, and I was just dying. like dying the whole time. And they were like, "I guess this movie's okay." I'm like, "Are you, are you kidding me? This is one of this is a classic. It's a cult classic." Uh, there was um speaking of this because there was a Game of Thrones episode and where they're they fucked up or something. I didn't watch the latest episode or the latest uh, season of Game of Thrones, by the way. But have you watched the uh, earlier ones? I watched the first like three seasons. I oh, want to okay. say. Oh, you're a little bit behind. Yeah, no, a lot behind. I don't know if I'll ever finish it, but um, apparently there was like a coffee cup or something on the yeah, desk. Yeah, there was of... a coffee cup on the desk uh, in a scene yeah. that they just and missed. There was a meme online. It was just like in the next episode of Game of Thrones. It's like <laughs> there's a picture of Wayne like holding up the Pepsi, and it's like <laughs> yes, and it's the choice of a new generation. <laughs> yeah. And then Garth was like, can't believe they would just sell out to corporate advertise. I actually did. <laughs> That's see just that as well. sad, man. <laughs> and he's wearing full on Reebok attire yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No, it's that's actually one of the best scenes in probably the last 20 years of film. It's so funny when they're just like he's taking a bite out of like a Doritos bag, pulls yeah. out the Dorito, like holds it to the camera, takes it, takes the Dorito in his mouth. Yeah, it's it's very well done. So <laughs> That's funny. That was a good bit. What the hell were we talking about, though? We are talking about oh, uh, tiers of cities. There's yeah. definitely tiers. And of then cities. how how you picked Montreal. Did you do any research before in terms of like, like perhaps you heard or read something that made you kind of like it or be predisposed to it? But did you kind of research, you know, like three comparables and <laughs> do an analysis <laughs> on the price or, or what? I've just heard very good stuff about Montreal in that like cost is pretty decent. Uh, you have a lot of like the food and stuff is very um, top notch, like very good. Um, and it's one thing that I really loved about the city is that you can go anywhere in the city and you're going to have like these mom and pop shops that are not chain restaurants and the food is exceptional because the competition is very high. So everybody has to be on the game and cost wise, it's all very reasonable. Um on top of that, I mean, I wanted to get my French better. I would say that it has come along, but it's not fluent. I think you would actually have to go live in like, because Quebec, Montreal is very English. But if you go to like Quebec City or one of the smaller cities, if you speak it's French, a lot yeah, well, you have to speak French. There's no, there's no English. There's no English to bail you out. Yeah. So in, uh, uh, did you like make a pretty conscious effort to? try or what i would definitely try um the funny thing is that everybody's kind of like they don't have time for you to like to like coach you so yeah um i mean if you well, that's if you went more on, like a lot of euro cities like let's say you're trying to learn like swedish or something like somewhere where there's a high level of uh english proficiency they'll just switch to english when they hear your accent too so yeah and i mean i mean the only <laughs> time i really got to practice my french i would go on a, like a date with a girl and it would be like teach me because like it's fun right like i actually enjoy that stuff 
yeah, for sure. It would be, yeah, <laughs> but it would be like, no, I mean, you go to a store and it's like, I want to order a coffee, uh, bonjour, uh, un cappuccino, s'il vous plaît. And they get your accent. They're like, okay, is that to stay or to go? And you're like, fuck. Like, I mean, I thought I was making a conscious <laughs> effort here. And, <laughs> and, and, and you're just like, God damn it. Like, I'm really trying here. And, and yeah, but no, that they'll be like, you know, uh, but if you try, I think, I think they, the thing is like, people say that people in Quebec are rude. And I think that if you make a conscious effort to at least try, they appreciate it. And, they're willing to like, you know, but if you, if you just go in there and you're just like cappuccino, please like, you know, like don't even like try to make an effort. Right. Right. Yeah. So the, uh, so you didn't have the Duolingo bird. Have you seen those memes where it's like, because it, it gets like super aggressive or whatever to like remind you, like if, if you have the app and ignore it, it's like, hey, you need to be working on your French. And then people may make memes of it where like, I don't know, there's some old video of like this guy dressed in a big bird costume, like kicking through a door, but it has like the Duolingo bird face on it. And the guy just like screams. Yeah, I, I mean, I was actually hilariously, I do Duolingo on a daily basis. Like, go follow me. I got 25,000 XP about five times as much as everybody else. So you're not going to fucking beat me on that game. But um, no, like I do do it very, um, very often and it's fairly good. It's not as good as obviously having a conversation and in real time getting feedback, but it's, it's a very good piece of technology would highly recommend if you're trying to learn any language. So very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was just going to say, um, other than that, like the decision process was kind of like, I'm kind of, I've lived in Edmonton my entire life. Let's go try something out and experience another city because you kind of want to broaden your horizons and it's nice to get out of where you've always been and try something new. So I do see myself in the future only really living in one place for three to f- six months at a time and then kind of picking up and moving a little bit because there's this world's a big place. You want to, you want to see a lot more of it than just your, your hometown for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Well, should we move on to some current news here? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I'll let you bring this one up. Cause I am a little behind on the topic, but. Uh... Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about honest or in Edmonton? Yeah, sure. Okay. Let's do, let's talk about that. So there's this cool service that has come out in Edmonton, just, uh, that discloses sold prices as well as assessment data for, uh, Edmonton real estate. Uh, Now, uh, can I ask, did, um, was there like a news release? Did you see some ads? Like what? There was, uh, I think, uh, global news did an article on it, which is kind of cool. Uh, so yeah. So there's, uh, some of the real estate groups were in or, people are just talking about it and uh, yeah it's uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool they they did some nice mapping that allows you to go in and select uh d- each house and see what the last sold price was and also what okay. um what permits have been pulled lately and stuff a lot of it's open data so edmonton's really good um for showing assessment data for showing permits for showing zoning 
so that's actually all of it is quite good from a, a map view right because a lot of like even if when you have to do other towns or municipalities it's like you literally have to pull up the tax roll which was once upon a time a roll of piece of paper and now it's just yeah. like a 2000 page pdf or whatever yeah yeah so it, it's very well done in that um respect that's something that we actually pull from is like assessment data when we're building uh, home evaluation models is we take assessment data as one of the the points um, and it's all available. You can go download a 300 line, 300 line, 300,000 line Excel file <laughs> and actually like go through it and be able to use the data. So nice. no, it's a, it, it's a cool way of um, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, visualizing yes data. but no where you where you like take data and bring it all into one source um why like can a, i not think amalgamating of or something like that or is there a more specific t- tech term yeah let's call it that there's something else i'm looking for but i'm blanking if i don't think about it i'll think of it but all right yeah. sounds good so shout out to honest Door. cool uh cool yeah lab. Yeah, no, this is pretty good. I'm actually just looking up some of my recent sales on here. Um, it appears pretty up to date. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then if you sold in a condo, you can see all the sold units in here. Hmm. Well, this is interesting. So, so, and then naturally, obviously, the realtors group or real estate groups, I should say, unnamed real estate groups in and around the city. Um, <clears throat> what, uh, <laughs> what did they have to say? I think the, like the overall feedback is is like cool app pretty much. Um, the oh, uh, I just would assume this whining by default, but <laughs> no, I, I think the little bit of it was that too. But uh, no, most of it was like oh, it's it's cool. So yeah, I mean you're consumerizing the the data, which is useful, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of helpful to be able to pull this up, you know, just as any person. And you're like, oh, what did what's it called sell for? Yeah, it's like, what did my neighbor sell for? Oh, Let's yeah. Look. <laughs> so I wonder what that. the... <laughs> so I kind of wonder what their goal is with this, right? Yeah, like whenever you look at something, you should always wonder, okay, like, end of the day, how is someone going to use this to make money, right? Because mm-hmm. they... By definition, entrepreneurs do not put up capital and take risk without potential for profit and or gain, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, except in the tech industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you just want government government funding to pay <laughs> pay your salary, right? Yeah, so, or I mean, venture funding that allows that, you to yeah infinitely yeah. run at a loss. But uh, yeah, I I mean that's kind of the so one of my qualms with the tech industry is there is a lot of um, and this is not pinpointing any one company or any thing but it's it's, as an industry whole there's a lot of like well we'll run this at a loss for the next 10 years until eventually it reaches scale and we can profit on it yes it works in some respects like amazon for example is, is a very good example but a lot of the other ones it's like there's no vision for monetizing so you kind of like sit back and question what is the end goal with it mm-hmm. and yeah i don't yeah. know it, it, that's actually kind of a good good point there where and then i think that ties into where uh 
<clears throat> Silicon Valley has gotten so far ahead where there's almost like this like fetishization of rash revolutionizing everything. But oh yeah, like we're gonna disrupt uh, cucumber harvesting or something. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> we're gonna disrupt uh, chip chip eating uh, a revolutionary yeah. way to eat chips. Well, Remember there was uh, <laughs> disrupt the cucumber industry. <laughs> I, I was just going to say that's kind of like it, every single pitch these days is like we're disrupting blah, 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 right? Like oh, we're exactly. the Uber of blah, 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 which comes back to Uber, which is also a company that's IPO this year and didn't really hit what target they were trying to do. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. <clears throat> well, they're not make, they're not making money, right? So they're running at a substantial loss and investors are kind of you have like the two class of investors you have like the old school where it's like all about multiples of the uh income that's coming in and that's how you would value a company at an five time multiple or something and then you have the new age where you have companies that are trading at like 100x multiple of revenue or whatever and you're just like what the fuck is going on? Right. So mm-hmm. I think that they got hammered a little bit on the, from the old school oh, okay. guys. Yeah. Right. So, and wasn't that Snapchat's issue too, where the, the revenue was like almost nil and the multiple was just absurd. And now it's kind of leveled out is my understanding. Yeah. But Snapchat is also a very interesting case study in that they're actually doing well now. Are I they? see that with, yeah, well, like, like they actually are hitting, they're not hitting targets, but they're they're generating more revenue than you would think from the advertising that's going on there. Which yeah, because who is the like, hell actually? Cl- I never click on those freaking stupid like Cosmo articles or whatever. Exactly. To me, it's just like how like I don't use. There's no way that they're monetizing anything that I do on actually, Snapchat. That yeah, exactly. It is funny though because sometimes if you click on those, like obviously, you know whoever it is, there's uh, whatever companies are on there, Looper, MTV, whatever. Yeah, like obviously they pay for that space, but then they sell ad space within those articles. So like they're kind of confusing to tap through. Like it's not really an easily digestible form of media, if you ask me. So at least right now. However, I mean, the attention economy is something to talk about because I think Dan Dan Bilzerian. So I think most people know who Dan Bilzerian is on social media, but he posted something on his Snapchat story in that. And I mean, I'm guilty of it then because I watched this story once, but it was because I actually saw a number and it was like hours of content consumed on his, I want to say Instagram channel. And it was like in the tens of millions of hours, people are giving this one guy in their attention. And it's like, then you start like, whoa, like. Hmm. okay yeah yeah. yeah, look at the amount of time that people are like sinking into somebody they're never going to meet in their entire life but they're giving this amount of attention to what's going on right so it's you you know like maybe there's something to that as well right that actually that that's really good point of yeah how much uh how much attention do people yeah give give you like if if you look at something like uh TV watching hours like that that's very high level top of funnel versus uh <clears throat> yeah how how many millions of hours does Dan Bilzerian or Logan Paul or Josh Blaze or you listening to this how how much are you getting right 
Yeah. And then to kind of bring it back of one of our kind of overarching themes or stories of this show is if you're growing something as a business, like, you know, how much attention are you getting? How many people know you? Right. And then it's also it's interesting thing. How much time are you wasting watching these other people? And sometimes in a negative way where you're just watching to hate on them, but that drives their revenue, right? Effectively. Haters make me famous. Yeah. Hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> Peanut butter and jealous. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're consuming content, you should be consuming it to learn something. And I hope that that's what our audience does, yeah. not just to listen to to our voices yeah. ramble on about something. Well, but- I mean, learn thought-provoking conversation, something of value on, on both people people's ends, right? Yeah. And I think that that's like every conversation you should go into is should should be more about like, this is a mindset shift unto itself is that you should be looking to be talking about ideas and like, how do you better yourself or whatever? Like the conversations where it's like talking about the weather or like X person is doing this. And you're just like, I don't know for me personally, at least I just don't give a fuck anymore about like, like gossiping about people is just the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like, it's just like you're wasting your time talking about somebody else that doesn't give a shit about you. And then on top of that, you're wasting my time by talking about that fucking person. Like why? (laughs) Oh, exactly. And then even if you think about it, this is something I've been thinking about recently is uh, just because of, you know, and some work issues and stuff is yeah. With the amount of time you spend thinking about some random other person, there's actually a decent chance they're not thinking about you. Right statistically speaking. So (laughs) like you're getting, you're kind of bringing yourself down with no negative effect to them. Like it's a very one, one sided thing. And uh, there's an old, I, I, an old song came on shuffle for me and it's it's an old Obi Trice song. I want to say, or no Royce, the five nine song. And he says, uh, holding a grudge is like letting someone live in your head rent free. And I was like, that was a lyric where I was sort of half listening to it. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, or I think the the adage it's an, a proverb is that it's like consuming poison and hoping the other person dies or something like it's just like I don't know. For me it's just like I don't want to waste my time talking about what somebody else is doing. I want to be talking about ideas and like what is going on in the world maybe most of the time not. I just don't care about that stuff either. Uh but like Reading the news, it just doesn't do it for me. Oh, yeah. If you sit there and watch the nightly news, you know, you might sometimes you learn valuable things, but most of the time it's or, just entertainment. And and it's just sick. Like, it's just constant, like, fountain of shit coming at you. And like, I'm like, how, like, does this not bring you down just watching this all the time? Like, this is depressing, right? Like, it's, yeah. It's like, oh, somebody was killed today. And like, 999,000 people weren't, but we'll focus on the one. We'll focus on like the one house fire that happened yeah. this week. Like, I, I don't know. I don't get it either. And I just, same thing. I don't, yeah. I don't care you know, about it. The, the one in billion odd that a plane crashed and the other 599, blah, 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 to the tenfold number flew there. No problem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, well, it's meant to make you fear or like, I don't know, like 
you get on a plane and you're afraid of flying, like statistically, you are more dan like in far more danger driving to the airport. And then you get on yeah. the plane and then your hands start sweating because you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Yeah. Like you're more likely to like get attacked by a bear walking to your car to drive to the airport, depending on what part of the world you live in. Then, <laughs> right. Maybe in Soviet Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's something where should you be informed in, of what's going on in the world? I mean, sure. But when you just dwell on it on the news all the time, like, you can't change the world around you. You can change change what you do. You can sort of change how you feel, or at least do things to positively improve how you feel. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would say, and you, you can do do that. control what you think about, and that's literally it. Nothing outside of you can be controlled, right? At mm -hmm. least when it comes to living things. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like you're wasting time on something that it just like. Are you making money from it? Are you getting better from it? Are you expanding your horizons from it? No. Then why are you doing it? I guess. And that's where it comes to this sort of thing is I just, it doesn't make my life any better to watch the nightly news or uh, read the newspaper or anything like that. Mindset yeah, shifts. Exactly. And kind of controlling the chaos within is where you should start versus looking extrinsically to the world. But I'm going to post a really good Joe Rogan video. It's like a two minute video on YouTube. And it's, he's like, we live in the best time ever because you can, you can choose exactly what you consume and put into your mind. So you could be the hero of your own movie and consume like the best things ever, or you could just watch garbage and end up in the same situations. So I'll post that YouTube video. Yes, uh, fire that over. We got some good show notes going on here. So there's some good links here. Um, so anyways, normal transition here, but I just thought of this. <laughs> Dude, going back to the uh, the Silicon Valley overdoing it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Do you remember a couple of years ago where there was like this juicer company, juicing company? Juicero, yeah. Oh, I think you know where I'm going with the story. I couldn't come yep. up with the name, so thank you. Juicero, uh, yeah. The one where like, <clears throat> okay, so it was like pre-made green juice or smoothies or something like that, like kind of in a package, mm -hmm. like not inherently a bad idea. And then they supposedly uh, needed a proprietary juicer, like it was this press machine thing that you put the proprietary packets in this proprietary machine and it was like the most basic like simple compression lever machine ever and then people were just like squeezing it with their hands to get the juice out of the pet are we thinking about the same one yes yeah That's so exactly it was it. it was creating a problem of nothing and then supposedly being this big fancy startup and then i think they like got a bunch of funding and then just screwed the pooch on it or whatever they I they had investments from google so yeah, yeah no the, the whole there's a lot in in the tech industry of like we're going to create a problem and then solve it with our product as opposed to like solving an actual problem that's out there i'm not saying this is every company i'm not saying this is even like the majority of them but there's definitely like this phenomenon exists where we're going to create a problem and then we're going to solve it with the product that we produce and people are going to buy it because they didn't know they had this problem in the first place, but now they do. 
and our problem solves or our product solves it. So. And anyways, on uh, marketing advice, make your consumer realize there was a <laughs> problem they didn't know they have and then sell them the solution. So uh, I remember better seeing marketing advice, though, is to solve actual problems that yeah. somebody has. And <laughs> uh, I remember seeing a, a, it was like the meme version of this, whereas Apple when the iPhone 10 first came out. So no center button. And then it was they sold like a plug in center button. So it would just go in the thunder port or whatever. Is that yeah. the right one or fire port or whatever the hell? And it was your bolt. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a plug in center button. So then you would have your button kind of stick out the bottom of your phone. And the caption was just like, invent a problem, then sell the solution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, it, you kind of look at it and you're just, you shake your head sometimes at it, but yeah, that company did go to zero. Um, rightfully so. Uh, because once you do something like that, that's just, that's a little bit silly to say. Yeah. It lightly. <clears throat> this is juicer. Oh, not Apple. Obviously that went to zero. So yeah. Yeah. The best reaction it's to any like stock related news is to just reply going to zero <laughs> in the comment section or whatever. <laughs> I mean, in some cases it's probably true, but Yeah. Definitely. Hey, uh, a little little question for you here to maybe wrap things up and uh, bring it all back in. But uh, this goes back to last week's episode. Did you have any cold showers in the past week? I had three, actually. Oh, uh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. How about you? Like, like no heat whatsoever? Uh, no, I started off. I cheated. I started off warm, did oh, okay. my like, soaping, and then ended on the cold. Yeah. I, I, all right. I, all right. Know. That's pretty good. That's more than me. Cause I, uh, you know, I re-listened to our episode for some editing stuff, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we talked about doing that and, uh, checking in with each other and I completely forgot and did it zero times. So, uh, the best time one, to do is after the gym because you're gosh. actually already hot and then you're just like, Oh, I don't want to be hot anymore. <laughs> so you hop in a cold shower. So, Oh, there you go. Life hack for you. <laughs> there you go. Uh. Get on it this week though. Yeah, I will. I will. Will post results. There you go. Well, I think that's uh, pretty good. We might call this the hashtag Yeg Show or something along that line. Yeah, Yeg I think that's a good one. Deal. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's funny to say that because what's interesting that I've learned is like, like obviously, you know, lots of Canadian cities and probably around everywhere use like their airport code, but Yeg uses it slash Edmonton uses it a bit more than other cities like it's very much a thing and i think it's because it like makes a word like what's calgary like yuck like it doesn't <laughs> yeah like yyz like how do you even pronounce that is is <laughs> so it's more of a sound versus yeg is a word so uh because yeah. we were trying to find some good montreal hashtags but uh the problem well, is a lot of them are in french right <laughs> so well and montreal's like they're they have two airports there they have Pierre yeah. Trudeau and some other one. I don't even know. And it's like Yule, Y-U-L, but there's a grander, greater Montreal code, which is Y-M-Q. Right. Which yeah. reminds me, actually, yeah. I have to change my uh, location on Instagram. Follow me on the gram. But yeah, <laughs> need to let, let the chicks know that you're back. So, yeah. uh, and then, yeah, because then people will say like MTL, like kind of for short in the way too, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I found that kind of interesting to me, but uh, it's kind of our cute little community of our city of 
Yeg. There we go. Y-E-G. Can you see? Oh, that? yeah. Uh, to your left, right? I can't uh, tell. Are these cameras mirrored? I can't tell. I don't know. Somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Good episode. Solid, solid. All right, this all right. Josh we Blaze will... signing off from Edmonton. Yeah, and it's uh, me also. Surprise, it's me, uh, Thomas Harrington, <laughs> signing off. Uh, we will uh, see you next week. We're going to get this a little back in order for our regular days for posting. And uh, I think we have some pretty exciting stuff c- coming on here now that we're back in the same same city. So stay tuned. Yeah, in-person interviews and all of that coming up so probably also getting a couple people on the show so you know who i'm talking about do you i don't know <clears throat> so subscribe to find out more subscribe <laughs> find out more <laughs> hit, us no up on, <laughs> yeah, hit us up on soundcloud spotify google play apple youtube oh god i, I always say itunes i mean apple store Apple Podcasts. There Sorry, Corporate Overlords. I apologize for his insolence. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, go like us on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find us. And also on YouTube, where we record this every uh, Tuesday at 1 p.m., except for this week and the week before and the week and before that. maybe so. the week before that as well. But whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Peace we'll out. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Peace.